Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kid Min, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, episode number 31. What's up, Corey? Just hanging out at CPC. CPC, that's right. We are live. Well, I don't know if this is going to get be broadcasted live. Corey and I are live. We're in the same room. We're That's in the true. same room. We're in room, not in the same room. We're here at Children's Pastors Conference in Orlando. We've got Josh Dinhart in the room. What's up, Josh? Hey, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, we'll introduce more. Uh, we'll introduce Josh to you here in a few minutes. But so glad you're here. I uh, hope that you're having a wonderful New Year. What's going on with you, Corey? Not too much, Ryan. Um, hey, it's uh, 2020 now, so I'm curious if you had to. Redo 2019. What would be different? What would you redo or make different in 2019? Where do you come up with these questions? You got to give a guy a heads up on questions like this. (laughs) It's in the notes. Okay, I'm I'm supposed to read the notes before we start. Uh, That's the problem. Okay, so if I could redo 2019, I think I would um, try to be more focused. I think I would try Mm. to be more focused. Um, I'm definitely a shiny objects guy or somebody else squirrel, I can look and run and divert time and attention to stuff that probably I shouldn't be diverting time and attention to. So I think that's probably my biggest lesson learned from 2019. And it's my word for 2020 is focus. Um, I want to try to achieve more and accomplish more by being a little more focused and not doing as much, but focusing on these important things that I've identified for the year. So, um, and then there's always things I wish I did some stuff different at home. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you always have things that you wish you could do different. But all in all, it was a great year. 2019 was a great year. Um, I'm feeling 2020 is going to be a great, a great year as well. What about you, Corey? Okay, so 2019, if you could redo, and we were in January 2019, what would you do different? If it was January, I'd plan out my vacation days better. Um, that okay. way, I'd, yeah, we're sure I would use them. Yeah, um, I did some vacations when on a cruise with my wife and stuff. Um, but at the end of the year, I had some leftover days that I didn't use. Yeah. And Never do that. I know. Yeah, what's I, wrong with you? I wish I yeah. would would have, even if it was just hanging out by my pool or in an Eno. Yeah. Flying sure. up to Converse, um, Indiana and hanging out with Ryan Frank. In, in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, but uh, maybe just reading or something, just mm-hmm. something to use those days and get emotional health, that there kind of stuff. Um yeah, I would definitely I'd schedule those days. Um, all right, so Ryan, uh, yeah. episode 31. 31. Who's our sponsor today? Yeah, so hey, we're super thankful for... So a little bit of backstory. At MegCon, I was introduced to a lady named um, Janelle Nordell. And I actually met her by email a couple weeks before MegaCon. But she is a pediatrician, and she wrote this book called How Can God Be a Rock? And it's all about helping kids understand the biblical idioms of the Bible. How can God be a rock? I'm trying to think of some of her other examples. In Jesus that. in your heart. How can Jesus live in your heart? Yeah. And it's a good little book. In fact, my um, mother and father-in-law were at MegaCon. My father-in-law is my pastor. They bought a bunch of the books and brought them back for our church, put them in our church bookstore. Um, it's a good book. The Her website is her name, JanelleNordell.com. Do we do show notes? We'll put uh, the link in the show notes. We can put it in the Facebook group. Okay, we'll put it in the Facebook group. 
um, J-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-N-O-R-D-E-L-L.com. Uh, the name of the book is How Can God Be a Rock? Um, again, I, I spent a little time talking with her. Did you at, really? Yeah, I did. And at Megacon. So her daughter has autism and she was struggling. Her daughter was very literal. I yeah. was wondering how in the world do do these things match up. And so it's kind of a cool concept. Cool. That kind is cool. cool concept. And her children's pastor, Beth, is here at Children's Pastors Conference. That's Funny, cool. I met her, or I saw her last night. She was like, hey, the lady at my church was at Megacon and wrote this book. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a small world. Um, so, hey, thank you for being the sponsor of episode number 31. Go check out the book, How Can God Be a Rock? All right, this week in favorite things. Um, we like talking about favorite things here in the podcast. Corey, I'm going to let you start first. You got one for us? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I've been really into disc golf recently. No. Frisbee golf? Yeah. My uh, junior high pastor, Tucker, loves it, and so it's a good excuse for us to get outside and uh, enjoy some walking. You walk a long way. Mm-hmm. You do so, do a lot uh, of walking. It, it's my level of athleticism. It's a sport, but you don't sweat. So it's pretty good. Um, and if you use the UDISC app and you want to connect, we can uh, see each other's scores. I probably <laughs> won't be doing that anytime soon. But if any of you podcast listeners like Corey, love, what's it called? Frisbee golf or disc Dis- golf? Disc golf. Disc golf. Particular. Okay. Find Corey Jones on what's the name of the app? UDISC. UDISC. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, what's yeah. your favorite thing, Ryan? My favorite thing is not Frisbee golf. Um, I don't know if it's a favorite thing, but I want to mention it. It's not new, but it's new. It's something new we're doing on our team uh, on a few projects. We're testing it, and it's just using the Trello app to okay. manage some projects. So um, I told our team, let's find something. Let's test it. Um, they gave me like five options. Two of them were the free ones, and I said, I like free. So let's try tre- <laughs> I think it's free at least. It's free right now. Um, so we're using the Trello app, and... Uh, just a few of us on a couple projects, and everybody's liking it so far. So T R E L L O. Um, hey, would love to hear from you on what are some of your favorite apps. Um, maybe it's the UDisc. Maybe. maybe it's one of their favorite apps. I could don't know. Be coffee, any of those. Things. It could be. So those are some of our favorite things. Keep sharing your favorite things in the I Love Kid Kidmen podcast. Uh, we always love seeing those. Today, we'll be hearing from Josh Denhart. Who's here in the room with us. Yeah. Hanging out. What's up, Josh? Not much, not much. Um, here Josh, at old CPC. We are. You, uh, you used to be a science teacher. High school chemistry teacher, yep. That is so cool. Isn't that and awesome? Then you, Turned children's pastor. Yep. And now Turned. doing everything. Maybe yes. you're doing the Kidman Science yep. shows and bringing it into the churches, um, all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. The lead volunteers, um, I hope we can talk about that some today. I, yeah, I think great. we will. Um, but Josh is our expert guide, and so we wanted to learn from him today. So what do you want to teach us, Josh? Oh, my. Well, uh, you know, I would say the backstory is that, you know, when I was asked by the senior leadership to become the children's pastor at our church, good gracious, I stepped into the deep end of the ministry pool. I had 450 volunteers on a month-in, month-out basis. That's a lot of volunteers to manage. It is a lot of volunteers. 250 of those were every single week. And so um, I felt over my head. I mm-hmm. felt, uh, I remember, never 
true story, I remember looking at the phone and looking at a, a list of 250 empty slots that needed qualified mm. people to volunteer. And wow. I was there That'll at night. That'll keep you up at night. It will. And I was there at night. Um, my family was home, and I was the only one at the church. And I remember distinctly looking up toward heaven and saying out loud, God, I don't think this is realistic. Mm -hmm. And then God brought to my heart two simple questions. One was, how has volunteering influenced your life, Josh? Mm -hmm. And the answer to that was, I grew in my faith. I grew in my love for the Lord. I grew in relationship with other people mm -hmm. at church. Because I volunteered, I became a stronger and better follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so then the second question God posed to my heart, so to speak, was, do you think that I can do those very things in the lives of the people mm -hmm. that are going to fill this list? Mm -hmm. And so that turned into an inspiration for me, you see, because it no longer became slot filling truly recruiting became a means of disciple making mm -hmm. that I knew that if I could get people serving, they had an opportunity to grow in their faith. I can get behind that. Yeah. I can't get behind slot filling. So yeah. at that point, everything changed. And I yeah. thought, man, I'm, I'm fulfilling my pastoral calling by getting people to serve. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And so I could get behind that. Um, that first year was pretty rough. God came through, right? I did my hard work. He showed up to do the parts that only he could do. And we did get everybody, all of those slots filled. But I made a vow in a sense. And I said, I'm never, ever, ever going to roll it like this again. I made kind of a figurative line in the sand. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think my family could have sustained it. I certainly could have, couldn't have sustained it. And so I began to build systems and processes that would allow this machine to kind of help self-serve, right? Mm -hmm. And so I made a commitment. I said, okay, I have to do 100% of my job. Mm -hmm. I have to do all the things, but I committed to an extra 25% for 18 months. So I went above and beyond mm -hmm. for 18 months, knowing that I wasn't gonna live this way forever. I saw an end in sight and I built systems and processes that would help kind of move things forward mm -hmm. on their own. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I built systems for about 18 months and then it began to pay off. Does that make sense? It does. So, Josh, when you you're working with children's pastors all the time and yes. you have lead volunteers, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Leadvolunteers.com. Yep. Yeah. Leadvolunteers.com, which is a great, great website, great program. Um, when you find children's pastors or churches are seem to really be doing it right, like recruiting volunteers, retaining those volunteers, yep. what are some things that you see in common? Like, what are they doing right? You know, I would say that it, it, it sounds almost too simple, mm -hmm. but all of ministry is relationship. Yeah, I think All so of too. ministry is relationship. And so people who are doing it right, they know their people, they're caring about those people, and they're casting vision according to who somebody is, not to the general masses. Yeah. So they're dialing in with regular people, right? Mm -hmm. um, I would say also the biggest win that I see is also on the flip side, the biggest fail. Mm -hmm. I think the majority of ministry leaders are not organized. Those who are organized are typically dominating. Those who are not organized. That's a good point. Man, there's a lot coming at you. And you know, a lot of children's pastors are highly creative. And a lot of times that creativity, yep. creative people aren't always that organized. Exactly. Sometimes they are. But Sometimes right. they are. And I would say, um, for me personally, I kind of have the gift, what I would say of OCD. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a yeah. spiritual gift of OCD. Now, yeah. truly, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek, but mm-hmm. it is the spiritual gift of administration. Mm-hmm. And I have the ability to build systems and processes that it's like a, it's like a set of train tracks that people mm-hmm. can drive on. And so um, that's that's what I see is a big win. If you can be organized, if you can organize yourself, a lot's going to happen. Is there help for the person that's a creative type or maybe they're not super organized? I mean, is the key for them get someone organized on your team or is the key like learn to be more organized? Okay, I would say both and. I would say uh, I call it green lights and red lights. As an example, I would say a red light is something that is uh, a, a, like not your gift set. Mm-hmm. A red light is something for me that is draining or sucking energy away. And I think that if, if I have a red light, somebody out there in the kingdom of God at my church has that as a green light. So I want to try to surround myself with people who are good at those things. However, tr- to be completely honest, leadvolunteers.com is the answer for the less organized ministry leader because leadvolunteers.com is it, it's a set of proven processes and steps that a person can take to, number one, get organized, Number two, retain volunteers and stop that revolving door. And number three, avoid burnout. Yeah. So tell, unpack this for us. So yeah. Leadvolunteers.com. I know you we you talk a lot about it at MegaCon. You're talking about it here at CPC. Yeah. Um, I know you're doing coaching. You've really built a, a great program. I don't know yeah. if you call it a program, but to help kids pastors. You betcha. With this. So will you unpack it for Absolutely. us? Absolutely. Take so, a couple minutes to do that. Lead Volunteers, simply put, is an online master-level course and downloadable implementation strategy. So it's a master-level course. Now, here's the funny thing. It is for the ministry leader. This is not for your volunteers. Lead Volunteers is for the ministry leader to help them get organized, to help them retain volunteers, and ultimately prevent burnout. Mm -hmm. So there's about 73 different videos. I suggest that people spend 30 to 40 minutes once a week for six months, and you can move your way very systematically through this process and up your game when it comes to recruiting, training, and retaining volunteers. So it's a master level course. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. It's new. It is new. But have you seen any fruit come out oh, of this? Oh, my word. I certainly have. Yeah. Um, I would say that a young gal who is uh, uh, do, uh, moving through the lead volunteers course, she's part of the coaching portal. And she said that her senior pastor pulled her aside and said, you are leading differently. You're leading well. You're more assertive and you seem like you're more confident. So a lot of people are finding a lot of success. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So tell us how, how do we discover this? I mean, these, all these podcast listeners, if yeah. they want to learn more about this, go to leadvolunteers.com. Yes. In addition, I would say go on there. There's a, a button to click that says three free videos, and it just nice, nice easy way to get a taste of this. Um, yeah. And it's going well. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I would say also, you guys know what the word DIY is, right? Or the, the phrase DIY. Yeah. What does yeah. that mean? Do it, Do it yourself, baby. Ain't nobody got time for that. Am I right? So uh, Lead Volunteers is not a DIY program. It's a DFY done for you. Mm-hmm. So every conference that I ever went to all these years, right, I would be teaching a breakout or I'd be listening to a breakout and somebody would say something and I would say in my heart, man, I need to do that or I should do that. But Sunday's always coming. Every seven days, it's always coming. Mm-hmm. And so I never ended up getting around to building those things that somebody said I should do. And then I knew I should do. And so I, I purposed with lead volunteers to build every single thing that we should 
have at our disposal. Mm -hmm. So people can watch the videos and then download an executable strategy right then. So it's done for you, not do it yourself. I love it. That's what I tell people. Um, if it worked for one, it can work for many. It yep. can work for me. That's exactly and if right. Josh has figured this out, why not learn from what he's figured out and what hundreds of other leaders have figured right. out and put these principles into practice for you? Um, Josh, I, I can tell you, I yeah. only wish that this existed when I first started totally. because it would have saved a couple of gray hairs. <laughs> it also would have, to be honest with you, it would have uh, uh, helped my marriage, to be honest with you, because the ministry was so hard. Mm -hmm. The ministry was so hard that, that it, it affected my family life. Yeah. And so yeah. every one of these pastors, they are wanting to have a better story. Yeah. And I want ministry leaders to have a better story. And I think that lead volunteers could be a piece to that. So here's the deal. Okay. If you're listening to the podcast today yeah. um, and you wanted to get a special promo, yeah. go to leadvolunteers.com and uh, at checkout, if you were to write in Kids Matter, is that what we it is? Kids Matter. Kids Matter. K-I-D-Z, yep. and then the word matter, yep. you're going to get a fantastic discount on that. Nice. So, so definitely go. generous mood. You betcha. Yeah. Absolutely. So put Kids Matter in there. Um, all right. Before we wrap up, Josh, one last, if you could just say one final word of encouragement to all these kids pastors listening to this podcast, knowing a lot of them are serving in small churches, mid-sized churches. They're faithfully there week after week. You betcha. Just, it can be about volunteers and anything. Yeah. What would you say to encourage all these podcasts? You know what I would say is Hebrews 6.10. God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name in having served mm. and in serving the saints. He's Good. not unjust. He sees it. Yeah. He gets it. He's keeping track. Um, and by the way, it's worth it. At the end, we're going to be in heaven someday and spilling ourselves for the sake of the gospel. It's worth it. Yeah, that's so good. That's a good verse. Hebrews 6.10. Um, hey, it's a wrap live from Children's Pastors Conference um, with Josh Denhart. Josh, thank you so you bet, much. Man. Thank Keep you up guys. the great work. Absolutely. Um, if We talked a lot about leadvolunteers.com. Also check out kidmenscience.com. Mm -hmm. um, Josh does these events. It's got, it's got has some amazing vacation Bible schools. If you're um, still thinking through what vacation Bible school do you want to use, you ought to check it out. I, you know, I still remember Josh as a kid. I, I don't remember much. I remember one summer going to church camp, and the kids' pastor or evangelist, whoever was there, every time he preached that week, yeah. he did science experiments. It stuck in it, your mind. It stuck. Mm -hmm. It did. I don't remember really the lessons, right, or even what the. Um, science experiments were, but I remember how excited I was about these science experiments. And cool? kids do connect with they them. They do. They do. And also, the other thing, too, is dads. We've seen dads yeah. come literally out of the woodwork because it's Have not... Really? Absolutely. It's not lame... VBS crafts, it's killer science projects. And, so and you don't have to be fun. a scientist to do oh, science my word. experiments. You don't have to be a scientist to do Kidman science, no question. You don't, do no, you? No, yeah. not at all. Uh, we've, we've really brought it so that anybody could could do it. Now, when, that, when I come in and do a show... That's the stuff that only I can do, right? <laughs> Fireballs, explosions, foam, yeah. liquid nitrogen. I reserve those things for somebody who's got a degree in chemistry. What did you do to me at Children's Pastors Conference like five years ago? Remember that? Yeah. What did we do? Oh, my word. I burned a big old ball of fire out of That's your right. You did. Yeah. <laughs> we got it on video we somewhere. We do. Yeah, that's in the archives someplace. And yeah. I remember right before we did it, you, you said, <laughs> archives. Hey, yeah, you said, hey, wait a minute. 
like, we're, this is okay, right? We're going to be good here. <laughs> You're a little nervous. And I said, just make sure you don't pull your hand cord your face. That was but, awesome. Yeah, that's, that was fun. That's good advice. Thank you, Josh. I Absolutely. very much appreciate you coming on today. And for me, uh, just hearing the blessing that it is for a volunteer to serve for them in their life, what yeah. God does through that, um, that's a great reminder that I need to continue to share that vision with my team. And I'm not just filling spots. I'm not just creating this ministry or whatever. But uh, I'm connecting people with discipling relationships and growing them. And They're so growing. I That's appreciate exactly that right. so much. Yeah. This week on the I Love Kidman Facebook group, we want to hear from you. What are you doing to strategically lead volunteers? Um, don't overthink that question. Just tell us, what are you doing to lead volunteers? What's it look like for you? Are you doing meetings? Are you doing um, newsletters? Are you... Um, doing gifts from time to time, appreciation events, are you sending cards? What's what's it look like for you as you lead volunteers? Let's encourage one another. Just go over to the I Love Kidmen Facebook group and search for episode number 31. Episode number 31 and let us know on the post. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidmen Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.